Christ above us, Christ below us, Christ before us, Christ behind us, Christ within us. Amen. Please be seated. The Gospel of Mark has these two bookends in it of uh, healings of, of people who are blind. And the first one, you might remember, involved Jesus making some mud with his hand and putting it on the man's eyes. And it took him a couple of times before it worked. And Jesus told this first man, clean yourself off and tell no one. And then now we come across Bartimaeus, a man who's given a name, uh, which is something that we have to take note of in the Gospels anytime someone is named, because consider all of the unnamed characters who show up, um, especially in Mark. It's a very brief Gospel, Mark. Um, And Bartimaeus' name has this nice pun. Um, In one language, Greek, it means son of the honored one. Bar Timaeus, Timaeus means honored in Greek. Um, My name, Timothy, means um, honoring God, apparently. Um, And then in Hebrew, there's a root, uh, Timaeo, which means unclean. So Bartimaeus is simultaneously the son of the unclean one and the son of the honored one here. Um, He lives within this world where uh, people look at him and look, look at him as being unclean, cursed, Uh, if you might call it, and then he lives in this other world today where uh, we see him quite differently. And the disciples are in great need of seeing things differently because between these bookends, they just don't get it. And Mark makes it really obvious that they just don't get it because, you know, Peter, a little bit earlier, kind of yells at Jesus for talking about the fact that he's probably going to uh, die soon. And Jesus says, you know, get behind me, Satan, to Peter. Then the disciples do really nice things like uh, try to keep little children away from Jesus. And then Jesus says, you know, no, 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 let them come over here. You guys stay in the back. Um, James and John just last week were arguing with one another about sitting at the left and right hand of Jesus even while Jesus has over and over and over been teaching in, in parables, we see Jesus having to stop and go, okay, well, this is what I mean by the sower in the field and the seed. They just don't get it. And they just don't see that the kind of Messiah, the kind of Savior that he is going to be, does not involve things like military might or political power, but involves self-giving It involves him giving of himself even unto the cross. They just don't see. Yet this man, this honored one, this unclean one, he gets it. He can see. Because Bartimaeus calls Jesus what? He says, son of David. Um, He springs up then and he throws off his cloak. When Jesus says to him, it says Jesus stopped. Bartimaeus springs up and throws off his cloak. And then Jesus tells him that it is his his faith, his true sight of Jesus, that what makes him well.
we really need to look at what Bartimaeus has to tell us today and what it means to have the kind of faith that helps us truly see who Jesus is and and then, as a result, truly see one another. You know, when I was a teenager, one of the people who saw the world better than anyone I knew at that time And and believe it or not, his name was Mark. I'm not making this up. Um, His name was Mark. But Mark was a person who was blind. And my second year as a Boy Scout, and I I had met Mark before at church, and he played piano and he sang, and he was this gifted musician. And my second year of being a Boy Scout, he decided to join our Scout troop. And so my dad asked me if, if I would be Mark's um, escort, his, his, his tutor, you know, his friend, his, his person he could rely on when he joined a scout troop. And so I got, a, I got a really quick education on how to take care of someone and how to be friends with someone um, like Mark. And he really took care of me. Um, in fact, Mark, um, unbeknownst to him, and I told him this right before we got our Eagle Scouts, he was my Eagle Scout project. Um, for two years, I recorded... Uh, merit badges for him, merit badge pamphlets. I helped him learn the scout oath. Um, And he would hold my arm because the first thing he taught me was, please don't grab my arm unless I'm about to fall off a ledge or something. He said, but let me me grab your arm whenever we go someplace. Just put out your right arm and I'll put my hand on it. And so he would put his hand on my arm and we would walk around. Um, I remember we went to Opryland um, on a trip, and he rode his first roller coaster with me. Um, he went rafting with me, and um, or canoeing with me, and when our canoe capsized, I got really upset with him because he sat on the shore and made me um, pull it up and lift it up and get the water out. And I said, Mark, why aren't you helping me? And he said, dummy, I'm blind. <laughs> yeah. We had a really good time. Um, I did things his mother probably had nightmares about. I taught him how to use a hatchet, a buck knife. He learned how to build fires. Um, he learned how to make scrambled eggs. Um, we tended together and we roomed together for about three years. And in the process, he became one of my closest friends. And, and Mark was, a, like I said earlier, was a gifted musician. And he had perfect pitch. And he could, he could tune our guitars um, by ear. And he could detect someone coming in the room or sneaking up on us on a, on a camp out to prank us. And he could learn a song faster than anyone I knew. And he was, he was great at impressions. Um, but Mark, more than anything, he had this amazing capacity for empathy. Um, he could always tell when something was not right with me just by the sound of my voice. And I remember sometimes he would be sitting at the piano um, in church choir and he'd hear in my voice that I'd had a bad day, and he'd say, tell me what happened today, and I would tell him. And then he would do kind of this instant musical therapy and write a little song about my day. Um, I remember one was called, um, I'm Having a Hard Day. Um, and you know, he got his Eagle Scout the same time I did, because he worked twice as hard as everyone else, and he caught up with me in a year and a half. Mark could see, he could see better, so much better than any of us could in so many ways. And you know, um, Mark heard others. 
He heard things that we didn't hear. And you know, he, 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 he lived a life um, as if he heard Jesus in ways that we didn't hear him too. And you know, today, uh, with uh, this, this story, this, this episode about Bartimaeus, we see uh, the kind of sight that we need to have. You know, we're so much like the people of Jesus back in his day. Uh, we're caught up in, in, in our own uh, religiosity, in our own cultural, and our economic privilege. Yet, we're reminded daily that we suffer from blindness. You know, we read news like what we read yesterday in the temple attack in, in Pittsburgh and, and what uh, this man has done this week, and we see blindness before us. And it can't, at least for me, it can't help but make me wonder about what I'm missing in other people and what other people are missing in me. Um, makes me wonder about how we are all blind in so many ways. But, you know, we can sit within despair and we can remain as a people um, kind of seemingly unteachable and unreachable, I guess. Um, because events like this, they, they do force us to question what we are seeing and what we believe. They force us to question the blindness that we, we have in our own hearts and the blindness that is in the hearts of others. And we see that we all have a need for a new kind of sight, don't we? It's so plain, it's plain as day for us that we need to see one another differently. How do we learn to see again? Well, it was real interesting with Mark. Uh, about five years ago, I went to a reunion, and he had had this uh, problem, it was kind of like cataracts, that they were able to do this operation on and to do some really interesting things with, um, with his eyes that were enabled, enabled him to see again with some very strong glasses. And he could see, and he, he, could, he could read, and he could distinguish faces. But I hadn't seen him since he had the operation, so I walked up to him at the table, and I stood in front of him. And this is someone who I, I you know, hung out with three or four days a week when I was a kid, and he just kept looking at me and looking at me like, who are you? And I said, hey, Mark. And he instantly said, Tim, how are you? You know, he, he was able to integrate my voice in, in, in his vision and, and he was able to know who I was. He was able to know my name. And now we're learning about people who are newly sighted. Um, there's a, there's a, a scientist named Apoan Sina who works with children in India who regain their sight through um, an operation that he's able to do that will remove um, uh, cataracts that they're born with. Yet he found out after they started doing the surgery that they had to do a kind of therapy to help them integrate um, their brains with what their eyes were newly seeing. And what he said was, um, the world, as he says, is a complex pattern, uh, a patchwork of patterns that the newly sighted can't often distinguish, can't often integrate, that they have to learn how to see. And we get a clue from Bartimaeus then how we too can integrate um, our vision 
of Jesus with uh, the kind of work that Jesus is doing in our hearts. Because when Bartimaeus is healed, he, he hops up. And what does it say that he does? He follows Jesus on his way. He becomes a disciple. He seeks to learn more and more about Jesus and to experience more of him. Bartimaeus reorients himself with discipleship. We too have the opportunity to reorient ourselves with discipleship. We too have the opportunity to reorient ourselves in our work to follow Christ. We too have the opportunity to consider what it means for us as Anglican Episcopal Christians to follow Jesus, to be disciples of Christ, to take this new sight that he has given us out into the world. Perhaps then with this new sight, we can begin to look at one another differently. Perhaps then with this new sight, we can begin to pay attention to the other, to be curious about those who call out to us from the side of the road, begging for mercy. Perhaps we can learn to respond to the anxiety that we feel with prayer and with seeking to understand the people who want us to love them, the people who need us to have compassion for them, who sometimes might even hate us, sometimes might even seek to do us harm. We have an opportunity to take an even deeper dive into the Holy Scriptures, to pray and to share in spiritual practice with one another. We have an opportunity to see Christ anew in one another and in the world. Jesus offers us new sight. Jesus offers us the opportunity to see, perhaps for the first time,